Hey, this your boy Laws from the other side of sports with BOK Sports 980 just reminding you to go download our app. All you got to do is go to your app store and type in parentheses, the other side of sports. You get to listen to our content whenever you want. He's lying. He's lying. Dog, I'm not lying. On Mother's Mode, you can get our app at the app store on your mobile device right now. So when you're on your commute or whenever, you can rock with us. Now, on our show. You are now tuned to the other side of BOK Sports 9 Welcome back. You're now tuned into the other side, the other side of sports. I'm your host, Laws. Yeah. We got D, we got yeah. Jeff, we got Aaron yeah. in the building like we always do. Um, That's right. You already know. Just for starters, before we get into our questions for the day, uh, just shout out to my man Jeff and the Fresh Rose. Y'all, re- really nice event you had at the, at the museum this, this past weekend. That jump was nice, man. It was nice. I, I, yeah. I, I enjoyed the, enjoyed myself uh, for the brief time I was there. Of course, we got to come through, show the support. But for y'all out there, you need to cop some fresh rolls. Go to freshrolls.co. Copy some gear. Um, <laughs> on to our question for this week. Question comes in. Uh, it says, don't know what to do. Okay. So here's my dilemma. I'm 29 years old and I work for a really good company. There's a lot of powerful people who work here. And though my job is important, I'm not in a position of authority. Anyway, a couple weeks back, my coworker who was a few years older than me and one of, and is one of the managers for my company invited me out for drinks. He said a few other people from the job was going and it would be a good opportunity to get to know some other people since I was fairly new. I decided to go and while we were there, I had a few drinks. As the evening progressed, my coworkers started to make advances at me, um, started to make advances at me. Because I was a little tipsy, I didn't shoot him down and we ended up kissing in the car that night. That night ended with him dropping me off at my house because I made it clear I wasn't down for anything else. The next day, I felt really bad about the situation and feel like I gave my coworker the the wrong impression. I ran into him in the hallway and basically said that it was a mistake. He said he understood and that he was tipsy too. So So he was cool. I thought that was the end of it, but since then, He's been hitting me up, sending some pretty inappropriate text messages. Stuff like, I want to come lay in your bed. What? He'll, Bro, what are you talking about? He'll man? put just kidding behind every message to make it seem like he's just joking. But I just wanted to stop. What should I do? When I gave him my number, it was it was before all this happened. And I didn't know how to, to say no at the time when he asked for it. I thought it was just in case I got lost finding a place or place everyone was going to for happy hour. I just want him to leave me alone. I'm okay with us being friends, but I don't want him texting me inappropriate things. I'm not doing anything illegal. I'm not doing anything illegal, but I don't want nobody. Oh my God, am I doing something illegal by doing this? Just am I protected by the the, the first right amendment or the amendment? Get yourself into a bad predicament, first of all. Like, 
going out to drinks can be can be a funny thing because that joke can go left. It, it can, man, and that's what the that's what drinks do, man. They get you relaxed, and loose lips start to happen, and next thing you know, he talking something reckless, and see now he yeah, thinks you game, yeah. Mm. And and so <laughs> you in a you in a situation where you may have to get HR involved, like if if he can't stop, like if you you know what I'm saying, you gotta let him know, hey. You can't be sending me that type of stuff no more or whatever. But if he doesn't stop, you may have to get HR involved. I mean, you may not want to do that because you're at a new spot and you may lose your mm-hmm. job or whatever. But that's right. You already know. That's that's like, get somebody off the rip like that. Dang, go on. He must have been drinking something hard too. Like did they gave her that henny. He lying. He's lying. He lying. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I, it's like 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 D said, it's a bad situation. This why I know you've heard us say it before on here. Like, don't mess with nobody you work with. Like, it's just like it's just it could go left. Like, it's it's just most times people aren't going to handle it appro- the appropriate way. Like, if things don't work out, and so like here's a situation where, like you said, she went OD on the drinks, and this is this is why most people also talk about when going out on like a work events like putting yourself on like a two drink uh maximum not maximum yeah you know what i mean and so like that therefore therefore all for two drinks you know like the most uh, most people they're gonna be okay off of that they can still control themselves or any type of impulses that may come up when you intoxicated so like you said, it it went out of there, and then now, um, he she has to tell him like, yo, you gotta fall back with this because I'm I'm not comfortable or whatever, like, and 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 let him know like, you know, I don't want anything to have to go further from here, so just you know, cut it out. Perfect. I mean, yeah. she gotta just step up and do that. Yeah, I think anybody with some sense, especially in this day and age, once you start using some of them trigger words like, I feel like you're making me feel uncomfortable. You say mm-hmm. that. I, I, I'm pretty sure Cuz will get the message and he'll fade like Jordan in the fourth quarter. That's right, you already know. Uh, but if he doesn't, then, you know, I I am have to subscribe with what D said. You, you might have to get HR involved. This is all I got. Don't take my baby, okay? And I know that that can be a very, you know, stressful situation. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot. I mean, clearly he, he's in an authority. You're saying that he's a manager at your That's job. That's the other problem. That's and the problem. So that, that, yeah, that, that's another caveat you throwing in that, and it may, but I mean, and, like I'm I be just, getting these bombs though. I'm gonna tell you something you can do right away though, off the break. I'm gonna tell you something. Just block the number. Like that's the first thing you can do. Just block the number so yeah. he can't even contact you anymore. You don't see anything that comes your way. Like just shut yeah, you down. can't. You, you can't gonna see the Batman in the hallway or at the coffee yeah, station? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he, that's what happened when you make these decisions. So now she's just up in the mix with it. Like even if, even if she block it, then then as Harold mentioned, he gonna catch you in the hallway. It's gonna be awkward because it's like I know she probably like already kind of told him like to chill. Not necessarily from the inappropriate text, but. She thought in her mind when she was like, it was a mistake, this and that, and the third, like it was over and done with, but that ain't how all people work. So he probably still going to be like having her uncomfortable doing like weirdo stuff, like in the, by the water cooler or whatever. Ain't he the manager too? Right. Yeah. 
Bama going hard talking about I want you to lay in my bed and like perfect and then put the JK and the one thing about the JK then we'll say something about that that's just the test of waters he wanted to see right. you know, <laughs> like how you gonna go how you gonna that's act back to, yeah so if it's like oh I'm just kidding it's like no harm no foul but yeah. like if you reciprocate then he's like yes he just he's just I'm pushing the button so the right one opened the door that's all he's trying it's to do it's obvious what's being done out here it's on a nightly basis i hope the world can see now what's really going on out here because it's getting ridiculous it's really ridiculous all right you want to say something on it been quiet over there i mean y'all covered it all for the most part the only thing i will add is before i say this no means no but to some dude <laughs> to some dudes if you like no, like giggling or you know what I mean, LOL after you say something OC, he's not taking that as a no or you're not interested. He's taking it like challenge accepted. And he's gonna keep pushing mm. the bar until you make it clear just like So so make sure that that our, our female listeners out there heard that. That he's not saying that no doesn't mean no, but he's saying that how that can be interpreted when you say no, but you giggling and he he Especially he, he, because they kissed already. So there's some in his head, attraction level there, I guess he feels like. Right. And the guy feel like if he can get the first base, he can get home. So, <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Let him know, like, I'm not interested. Don't text me, this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, don't gotta be flat out, no. Yeah, be the clear. First right amendment, oh, the amendment. Don't take my baby. Two, two and two count. That bad I'm trying to go to second. That's how I go, so. You know how like back like if a if a younger was trying to come at you, you be like, go ahead, young, go ahead. But then in your mind you be like <laughs> You're not saying it's serious though. You're not saying it's serious. He's lying. He's lying. He lying. Oh my god. You gotta god. say it with authority and like conviction. You got to mean it. Don't play yeah. around. Yeah, huh? That's that's fact. So you heard you heard what to do. Dog, y'all hear, y'all hear about Jonathan Martin? How they try to get this Bama dog? What? Charged with no. criminal threats. They they basically, uh, t- uh, I guess what what was the dude Richie I, Incognito or something? It's like they told on the Bama. He put some, he put something on his Twitter, basically or not his Twitter, but on his IG page with like some guns and basically saying that no! you can't be going around bullying people and you know bullying people you only have two options to like you know take it or retaliate and apparently like a school took it as a threat and it was all kinds of craziness and then the league got notified the bills miami dolphins and the the bills both contacted the league and stuff like that it's just don't listen to he's an idiot all right that's what we got to say about that you know, he's an idiot. It's, it's some, it's some fishiness going on with this story, but uh, yeah, he got hemmed up, dog. You hemmed, can't get bullied up. if you six five, three hundred pounds, dog. Stop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Richie Incognito bullied that Bama, oh, dog. You can't bully a grown man. Six five, three hundred, yeah. dog. It, it just can't happen. It can. The mental mind state can get bullied if it. If oh, mental... Stop it, John. <laughs> what would you do? If a Bama's bullying you at work every day, you gonna make it stop? Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's different. But some people, man, they they're more acceptable. They make you know low self esteem, man, opens the door to all the types of stuff. I don't. I mean, is he still in the league? By the way, Jonathan Martin was he no still way. in the league. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure if he was still playing or not. After nah. what? Okay. Nah, they, they, 
he been he been out the league for a little while now. Um, yeah. So uh, we had another school shooting occur. This time it was in Maryland. No! What's going on, dog? St. Mary's County. I don't even know where that's at. I don't know where that's at. That's near like Waldorf in that area. Yeah, I'll be fishing down there, yeah. dog. Oh, dog. So it was a school shooting. Another one. Uh, a little boy. Do we know? Do we know the the kid's name? What was the kid's name? Uh, yeah, his name is Rollins. Uh, Austin Rollins. Austin Rollins, dog. That sound like sound like a black name, dog. No, nah, he's not black. No, nah, he's not black. Uh, cannot win with him. Yeah, so did anybody, because I'm just saying, so two were shot, two people were shot? Uh, three people were shot. Two students, well, two students he shot, and then he ended up dying, too. So okay. Three all together, I guess. Right, so three people died, or just him? No, th- uh, well, three people got shot, he died. The other two were Oh, alive. okay. Okay. Yeah, nah, that's, oh, that's scary, dog. I don't huh? I mean, they don't have to do something, man. Uh, Trump over here trying to get the death penalty for uh, <laughs> drug trafficking. What? Whole time we got dudes. Bro, what are you talking about, man? man uh, it's, 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 it's a sad state of affairs here, man. Sad state of affairs. Uh, on a positive note, Jay Z is coming out with an app to help uh, inmates in the judicial system um, be able to like advocate for themselves and get out. So he has an app that's called Promise Promise App. Basically, it just notifies you of all your court dates, all of like, you know, your uh, appointments with, you know, oh, POs and all that type of stuff. How you get notifications to a phone if you're in jail? Don't ask me a dumb question you don't answer to. That's what I was getting ready to ask. Uh, look, man, I, I, I guess it's for people who actually get out of on jail bail. or yeah, on bail, and then they have. Yeah, you know, and they, they just got bread to have phones and monthly plans and all that, or the, you know, what I'm saying like what. I mean, I'm sure. I, I, I'm, I'm sure there's probably a larger percentage than we probably even know of inmates who, who have access to cell phones or phones. Not legally. Sort. Not legally. Okay. I, I mean, I don't. I don't know, dog. I don't know. What <laughs> more do you want? <laughs> so how? So so so. Maybe this is more geared towards people who end up out, like you say. Uh-huh. Maybe somebody who has probation or something like that and parole, and they got to do like check-ins, different court dates and things like that, I'm assuming, or maybe on bail. I just don't know how, I guess the way it sounds, as you were explaining it, it sounded like people that were locked up, and that's why it's a little confusing. Yeah, nah, I, I, I'm I'm along the lines of, with you. People people who have access to phones somehow, some way, to be able to like keep track of like their appointments and their dates, so they don't so they don't end up like me, Mel, missing, you know, a parole hearing or, or, or you know, uh, a court date that they were supposed to schedule to be there and miss it, and then next thing you know, they're locked up. But well, ain't that lawyer supposed to? That, I mean, like me, Mills' lawyer should tell them, doesn't he? Wouldn't he? What if like, you got a public defense? You got a thousand little dust balls. Yeah, oh, I'm on the roster. Yeah. I mean, this is this is. I guess is just to help drive accountability on on the part of the person who. You know, so they can advocate for themselves in some degree. You know, a lot of times, you know, these these uh, people who are in and out of the system, they're dependent and relying upon, you know, third parties to basically give them information on when they need to be here, 
when they need to be there or whatever. So I guess this is this a streamlining process so they, they can get the information themselves and know whether their lawyer is a good one or a bad one that they'll have information that they need to know as far as their court proceedings is, is concerned. So we will see with that. Uh, on to some sports. March Madness, dog. Y'all brackets is all busted up. I didn't have to bust failed out no bracket. Yeah, you don't know brackets, dog. You ain't feel Nah. What? Yeah. I haven't failed out a bracket, and I don't know how how many years. So we had a bunch of upsets. UVA got knocked out by UMBC. Now everybody want to claim them. Uh, Michigan stays out. UNC is out. Arizona is out. Cincinnati is out. Um, they really got a lot of teams have been put out. I tried to tell somebody the other day, I'm just like, when you look at the NCAA and all, especially like March Madness, it's different from the NBA. See, the NBA needs LeBron James to make it to the finals because that's their highest selling product. For for the NCAA, the tournament itself, their, their sell to the public is the upsets. Perfect. Like, the upsets, the Cinderella story, all of that is packaged into what the NCAA is, the tournament is, and but March I Madness. Think, I think that's more so though on the like the earlier rounds, like because usually that's where most of them bow out, and then you have every blue moon you'll have like that team that'll get to the final four, or maybe the elite eight, but they never win it. But like you're, uh. they definitely sell you on the fact that there's that chance that one shining moment as they like to put together at the end of the tournament yeah i mean and i and i think you know when you see these games or you see these teams like it's called they calling the game straight down the middle like they not <laughs> like an nba you know if some some will argue like the james harden situation when he played the other night and alvin gentry got mad like you know they, they caters to the stars i mean whether you think it's a foul or not like most of the time the nba caters to the stars and and you know, for the for the sake of the NCAA, like they have stars in it, but it's it's really more team based. And so, you know, if a team gets upset, a UNC gets upset, like it doesn't hurt the brand of the tournament. Like people are still gonna watch the tournament. Whereas in the NBA, if LeBron James is not in the finals and you got two teams with with limited superstars playing each That's other. Right. You already know. The Miami Heat versus, you know, the San Antonio Spurs, it just doesn't have the same luster. It's not going to do the same numbers as a LeBron James, you know, rematch versus Golden State Warriors. You know what I'm saying? So NCAA wins. It wins off of the... Uh, it wins big time off of, off of these uh, upset picks. And I'm with you, Jeff. Like, when it comes down to, the like, you know, the last four teams or the two teams fighting for the championship, you know, I think they would they would prefer it to be, you know, an upper echelon program being represented um, to, to drive the numbers at that championship level. But, like, all the way through, you know, people going to watch the tournament. They got basketball for three, four straight days from 12 to 12. And everybody is watching that, Jeff. So... Just interesting, dog. We have all these upsets and all these brackets is getting busted. I mean, my bracket is like it's like slightly intact. It's like two face, you know, of a Batman. Like one half of his face is gone and the other half is straight. That's how my bracket look. Like one side I'm good, but the other side is trash right now. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, out of the tens that's left, who we think we got? Who gonna win the job? 
I mean, Duke still in it. Kentucky still in it. Uh, Villanova still in it. Um, Michigan still in it. Syracuse. Yeah, Syracuse. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how this jump plays out. I'm going. I think I'm gonna go with Duke, young, know, to win it all. Even though I pick Villanova, I think Duke will actually win it all. When I just saw them, they just had the most complete team, in my opinion. Why you laugh at us, yeah? Nah, man. It's just funny to hear, hear Duke K to say that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, though. I, I'm just. I mean, I'm just being real, though. Like them Bamas is nice. They got they got a roster, dog, and they got bigs. They got athletic bigs. They got guard play. You know. They can shoot the ball well. Then they got, you know, one of the best coaches in the nation. Right. Um, so I was going to say, when you talk about coaching games. Yeah. When you put all that together, like, you know, preparedness, that's a big part of the NCAA, just being prepared for it. If you're not prepared for what you're going to see or what you're going to encounter, you know, Krzyzewski, he going in the jump, like, telling his team, like, look, this tournament, you're, you're not going to get catered to because you're a big school. You got to, like, stomp on their neck. You know what I'm saying? We're not playing. This is a tournament. So, you, you know, and he, he got them prepared. And they go out there, Joe, and they, they on their A game. You look at these teams like Villanova. They're well coached. They got good coaching. You know what I'm saying? They got good players. And they know what to expect coming in the tournament. Um, you would think UNC wouldn't have got blasted. But, if, you know, anytime point you come in there, Joe, sleeping, it could be a rap city in the basement for you. I want winners. Uh, the Jets move up to the third spot in the draft from the taking that from the Colts, giving up a whole bunch of number two pick, a number second round picks. Was it was it a good move, bad move? Nah, Bob. Uh, it all depends how the, the pick works out. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, I don't know who they're going to go get. And I know later on, we're going to talk about these prospects at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but whoever they get at quarterback, which is obvious whenever you move up that many spots and give up that much. I just hope that they work out for their franchise because they put themselves in a position is if that person does not work out, it's going to set them back another three or four years, you know, as a franchise because of it, because then it gives the uh, the Colts like even more ammunition if they're if they're sorry. And then the Colts would get their top pick next year and their mm-hmm. second round picks like it's. They gave up a king's ransom more than what the Giants gave up for Eli, more than what the Skins gave up for RG3. It was a lot. And so when you do that, you just hope that the guy you choose is worth it. It worked out for the Giants, not so much for the Redskins. So it's just, it's that gamble, man. You see somebody you like and you got to go get them. And they're trying to win. But are they really going to get that guy at the third spot? (laughs) The thing that ends up being kind of stupid about they're moving to three versus two or one is firstly, they kind of handicapped Cleveland into taking a quarterback at one instead of Saquon Barkley. You already know. Because that means the number three pick is definitely taking a quarterback. So they don't know if they can get maybe the top guy right at, at four. At, that's right. So you you basically forced Cleveland to take a quarterback at one. So let's say they take Sam Darnold, which everybody's saying they're going to take. Um, if the Giants end up taking Baker Mayfield and you end up stuck Maybe taking Allen, if that's the guy you love, because that's the guy I was hearing from the Jets other than Baker Mayfield. So if you end up stuck with Josh Allen, then like D said, you your franchise is set back five years. Oh my god. Not to mention this trade could also put 
the Giants in a, in a, in a good position to where other teams that want a quarterback really, really bad uh, will have to move to number two, knowing that the Jets are going to go QB at number three. Right. And so it could put in a, if the Giants don't want to go QB, if the Giants were planning on going with Saquon Barkley, uh, then I think they would definitely move out, move out that spot. But if they're looking to choose a quarterback, then they will have to stay pat uh, at that position and choose who they want at number two. Um, it, I just hope the Jets have a plan A and B for who they want at quarterback. Because if you don't. think they got a plan, though? Do you think the Jets got a plan? You can't. This don't look like a plan, though. Unless you know for a fact. I don't know what the relationships are with teams one and two in the Jets organization. Because maybe they say, hey, we take a Saquon. Don't worry about it. Three is fine. You know what I mean? We're not trading the pick. We take a Saquon or something like that from the Giants. Right. But outside of that, you end up with the, in theory, the third best quarterback. If you, you if your evaluations are the right. same with the other top two teams, so that's where it's kind of like a desperation move because you didn't get Kirk Cousins, so you end up scrambling trying to do something for the fans. It's like a real, like Redskin type move. No! It seems like. <laughs> No, they got, they got, why do you sign Brian Fitzpatrick? Why do you sign Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, Teddy Bridgewater? Then you got the other two scrambled eggs on your roster. Oh, like, I, 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 yeah, like, yo. Petty. Oh Petty. Yeah, that's it. Packer Locker and, and, yeah. and Andy Petty. No, I, I just, <laughs> I just don't know why you do that. You I mean, if you're going to move up, move up to the two, move up to the one. Then you get your guy guaranteed. Because if you don't get your guy, like y'all saying, and you moved up, you look dumber. You look dumber because you moved up. You gave up a bunch of stuff. Then still didn't get the guy that you wanted. It's ridiculous. And I'm kind of surprised they didn't go to number two. And the reason why is that uh, now they're saying that the Jets may be targeting uh, Rosen out of UCLA as their quarterback. And that's... And that's also the quarterback, though, that they said that the Giants were kind of looking at because he's like the the typical. He's nothing. He's fancy. Eli, though. He's Eli. That's exactly Eli. right. He's a young Eli. And, and cannot so, win with him. It, it just but baffles me that they didn't go to number two at least, unless the Giants want to draft the quarterback. Then they're not right. going to move out that two spot. That's just about if the Giants stay pat, that lets you know right away we're going quarterback. Because to not move to draft a running back to me would be kind of ridiculous. Uh-huh. I mean, they tripping, though. Either way you look at it, they oh, tripping to me. Wait to the draft. Let the first two picks come off, then trade up to three. Right. Like, that would make more sense. But to do right. that now is just so desperate. It's kind of early, yeah. You don't know what's going to happen with one and two. And you know both of those teams need quarterbacks. So that's so let's say, let's say another team uh, comes out and trades against the number two spot. Now, they really behind the eight ball. Yeah, they are. Because that could definitely happen with the Bills. The Bills have been kind of. Bills like, need to. They need to. And they have two first round picks. They have that's 11. What right say. That's what I was getting right to say. They have the ammunition to possibly move to that two or one spot because they got two first round picks this mm-hmm. year. So, again, the, the Jets, they, they, they did it too early. They should have waited, like you said, Aaron, waited till the draft starts. You see what one and two goes. Okay, now we have our guy at three. It's guaranteed. You, you pull the trigger and you get the guy you want. But to do that now with the other two teams above you wanting QB as well or needing QB, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. 
that does not make any sense. Uh, let's talk about other things that don't make sense. Uh, Orlando Scandrick signed by the Washington Redskins to be their, their, their slot corner. Dog, did y'all see the picture where this Bama signed that? Why you doing that? his contract at, though? He's not all bad, though. He's not all bad. Dog, when when Dallas Cowboy players don't want you, you got to be some trash, dog, because Dallas Cowboy fans will support their team no matter what, dog. They support their players no matter what. But this so the is, fact that they just trashing them. But this is another desperation move because they didn't make an effort to sign uh, Breland. So now they have to scramble to get outside home. But I thought Breland went back to the market because he failed the physical with the Panthers. He did, but I'm sure you end up signing with another team and your original team doesn't even make you an offer. I feel like that's going to affect the relationship. Like, yeah. he probably doesn't want to come back to the risk. Can't do it. Probably so. All right. I, I don't want the Bama, dog. I mean, I just hope for the best. <laughs> and that's all we can do at this point. Cause, fella, you trash me, man. fella. <laughs> Who knows, dog? Redskins, I feel like they don't know what they're doing right now. Uh, Jay Gruden comes out and says that with the 11th pick in the draft, they're targeting uh, a running back. What? He didn't say that, though. Please tell me he did not say Bro, that. Bro, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nobody in their right mind says what they're really going to do before the draft. I'll just be ignorant. So I, I know he didn't. It, <laughs> if that's what he's saying he was going to do, then Hopefully he's doing a Jedi mind trick and trying to trick everybody because that doesn't make sense. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is that. Let me give you the exact quote. There is a good possibility the team selects a running back early in the draft. Oh, that's different though. That that could be second round. That doesn't have to be first. That could still be okay. The same. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But still, you don't say those type of things, though. In my opinion, I just good teams don't say stuff. You don't say that. You keep that tough. Cause then a team knows you may be desperate for a running. Well, there's a lot of decent running backs this year too. So, but, but you get in the second round. Again, you get though. in the second round. You get in the second round, and there's a there's a guy that you're looking and targeting. The team before you, it's like, oh, they said they're going to get a, court, a running right. back in the second, like early in the draft. Oh, they were looking at this dude. We want him. Boom, take it. Then you then you left it. You know, you left looking at granola on the table, dog. What? Like, I, I just, man, here we go again. Alan, Alan Hearns got cut from the Jags. Did it actually happen? Or did they say they were going to release him? Did they did they pull the trigger and cut him? Nah, I think he got cut, dog. I think they pulled the trigger on the move. I think it's official, dog. I mean, we already in the league year, so if, if somebody's going to get cut, they not, it's not going to be like a, like a down the line thing. No, some yeah. teams benefit by waiting till June first to cut the bounce. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the cap uh, reason. So, but they didn't announce it like it was one of those moves. Nah, so they cut. Yeah, they cut them. They saved seven million. They talking about the money they saved from the jump. So I don't, I don't. To know. give the Blake Bortles. They got no receivers on that roster. What are they gonna do? I mean, now they got uh, they got who they get from the Colts that receiver. Ebron. Nah, not they got oh, who got Ebron? The no, Colts no, no. got Ebron. The Colts got Ebron. Oh, okay. But the Jags got uh, Moncrief. Oh yeah, Dante Moncrief. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. but you lost your two top like flight receivers. But they Mon- didn't really play this year like that though. So Ooh, Hearns I guess played. Robinson didn't, but Hearns played. Yeah, Hearns yeah, played. He did. But I feel like they they were the the younger guys got a lot more shine, and plus 
you know, with, with Blake Borders' inability okay. to throw outside the numbers, I, I it's like, why did we even, you know what I'm saying? He a dick and dunk all-star. He's throwing five-yard ends, so. But the, the thing is, it's not always about who gets the ball. It's the threats and the game plan, and it makes a difference. Right. So you go ahead and throw a battle with a 50 rating out there, and then you start seeing eight, nine people in the box already because your quarterback's trash. It just... It just doesn't help you at this point to save that money after extending Blake Bortles. It just doesn't make sense. Should the Skins make a play for Allen Hearns? Yeah. Do y'all have the money to, to sign him? They got yeah. money because nobody want to come here. Allen Hearns going for big money? I mean, to me, he's probably at least get the $7 million he was getting from the Jags. To me? Yeah, I think he's done more than uh, Paul Richardson in the league, so. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Oh, the Jags are uh, released Mercedes Lewis as well. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. They blowing it up like they was terrible this year. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. Like, they were on the doorstep. The only one they brought back was Blake Bortles. Dominic and Sue visiting the Raiders. Um, talk to him even possibly going over to the... The Rams. Uh, the Rams, dog. That's a fake squad. Yeah, the interior of that line would have been re- ridiculous if they got Ridiculous, dog. <laughs> But that's that. I don't know if they had the bread to do that, though. This is going to nah. be boom or bust for the Rams, though. This is looking real 2000 Redskins-ish type all <laughs> Like, it's either going to be Vikings, outstanding. The Vikings, too. Shoot, who you talking? I want it's either going to be outstanding right. or it's going to blow up in everybody's face, though, because they loading up over there. They ain't lying. They are. They are loading up. Um... Uh, on to some... Our QB prospects is that time. Um, we got our QB prospects here. We're gonna go through them. We're gonna tell you who's who to beware of and stay away from in this draft. What teams, as you as you see them coming off the board, you'll be able to know what teams need to be happy and what teams uh, need to be sad. Uh, Answer this question. So, who do you believe? Right now, like the top five quarterbacks are coming into the draft. That's that's so, my first question. So my top, it, my top five, I think without question, um, is Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. Uh, my third will be Josh Rosen. Um, my fourth, this way it gets hairy. Uh, I would say. <laughs> What? Either. <laughs> Hold on, dog. You got chill, dog. <laughs> uh, I I'm gonna say Riley Ferguson or, and and then I would probably put. And this is just my this is my opinion. I think Tanner Lee has has potential to be okay. The the other the other guys to me are all backups, and I mean. Like Tanner Lee could be a backup too, but to me, he reminds me of like he has like a little Kurt Warner in him. So I feel like he could be okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Turn around. But everybody else to me is just like sheer backups. You know, um, cannot win with him. I think Darnold is like, to me, his ceiling is Ryan Fitzpatrick. And to me, that's not a first round like guy that you would spend your money on. Um, and then. The rest of the guy, Mason Rudolph, all the, them dudes are just stare down artists, in my opinion. Like they, 
the college game is fit to make them look better than they really are because, you know, it's not a lot of athletes on the, on the defensive side of the ball. So you can stare down receivers and, you know what I'm saying, you can play very conservative and stuff like that. You don't really have to make a lot of plays with your mind as much as you have to do with just your your arm. You know, you can throw passes up, Bama just catch it over Bama who's just started playing cornerback a year ago. You know, it's just, it's just a lot of a lot of leeway um, for for the quarterbacks. But as far as like playing at the highest level, like that would that would be my 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 top five list. Go ahead, D. You salivating at the bit. Go ahead. I mean, this this is my whole thing, man. I I was sold on the bill of goods that this this draft class at quarterback was gonna be like the next draft like where Eli Manning and Phillip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger all came out in the same draft like that type of draft in terms of quarterback mm-hmm. and as I looked at the prospects I, I didn't get that at all I felt like honestly I was lied to that's right you already know and, <laughs> <laughs> and they're, 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 they're trying to size guys that to me are not even first round talents like to me, I wouldn't even put Sam Donald in the first round. That's just my opinion. I wouldn't put Josh Rosen in the first round, and that's in my opinion. And like you said, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, um, and after that, I I, I kind of like I don't know. Like yeah, it tells tells off. It, it's definitely a, drop, uh, a major drop off in my opinion. And Lamar Jackson to me is also a project. Like he would go like late first round if he were to go in my opinion or like early second I don't think he's gonna he's gonna take it's gonna take time for him to be the player that you want him to be but he needs the right staff around him for him to flourish yeah. like you can't bring him in and then expect him to be a pocket passer That like that's gonna be a big mistake you know what I'm saying like you have to have like that Shanahan when they brought in RJ3 they allowed or like Pete Carroll when he brought in and let Russell. let Russell Wilson just kind of play and gave him that that freedom. Right. Even when Kaepernick came into the league, same thing. Like, you just try to play to those players' strengths at quarterback. You know what they can do well. You play to that. And so that first year, even though they're learning, they're still, like, being competitive and winning games for your team. But you're not trying to force them into, like, being something that they're not. And so, and go ahead. Even, even more to that point, if you look at Colin Kaepernick and Russell Wilson, in 2012, they were struggling there. Well, Cap, I mean, um, Russell was playing early in 2012, but they were struggling. Cap was struggling to get on the field. But once they saw what Kyle Shanahan was doing with RG3 and they changed Seattle's offense like midway through the year, that's when you saw Russell Wilson kind of take off. So that basically, you know what I mean, like doubles down on like your point. Like some of these guys, you can't bring them in week one and expect them to just run your traditional stand in the pocket, three-step, five-step drop offense and expect success or wins early on. So, yeah, so for me, it's hard to have. So, okay, I'm going to put it like this. I think right now in this draft, this is just my opinion, whether he's going to be good in the NFL or not, I think the best quarterback coming out is Baker Mayfield. That's just my opinion. Frank consensus. I think he's head and shoulders better than any quarterback in this draft. Just not even close, in my opinion. The thing about Baker is, and people talk about his height, and I don't, that doesn't matter, is he got a real cocky, like, and it's not just like your typical cocky. It's like 
It's a short man complex. That's what it is, though. You think so? But six feet's not really short, though. And it, it, but he's been told his whole career he's too small to play quarterback. Six feet at quarterback is small. And, I, is. and that's the chip that I see with him where he has to prove to everybody, like, look, I can do it. I can do it. Because, um, like, it, it doesn't, like, manifest itself all the time off the field. Like, he may be an a-hole, but that same, like, bravado that he plays with on the field, you don't necessarily see that um, when it's not, like, during game time. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You're right. I'm going to say, say what I do see. This by my stat line, 43 touchdowns and six picks. That's a heck of a stat line, dog. So, so hold on. I mean, you... Before, like, great stats. He was throwing to some of the most wide-open players I've ever seen in college football. <laughs> he lying. That's he had awful. high pocket time. Dog, he was throwing batters that had 20 and 30 yards of separation half of the time. So, like, probably 17 of those touchdown passes. I'm talking about butt-naked, wide-open dude. That's always college, though. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is different, though. Like, I know guys are more open in college. This trade looks like backyard football. Like, people <laughs> running wide open, dog. Body itself look like a busted coverage on half their plate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, even if you take uh, some of those TDs away from the, from the busted coverage and then them out-scheming another team, he still got 27. Dog, 43 touchdowns in a season. And only six NOs. Six NOs, oh. that's the part that's crazy. The six interceptions, in my opinion. Yeah, that's, nah, it was good. That's just it, phenomenal. It was good. I mean, I think I think when you look at his stats, you know, Mason Rudolph, they got he had 37 touchdowns and nine INTs and stuff like that. You know, and 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 those stats, you know, make you think more highly of a player, but just the eye test, like I, I'm 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 in agreement. I, I think Aaron is too, Jeff too. Uh Baker Mayfield though, he's he's the the most legitimate quarterback. You know, as far as but the skill, as far as the mobility. His ceiling is not the highest, but if you need a quarterback to come in and play this year, you have to take Baker Mayfield. Right. If That's you're not going to be creative with Lamar. But we always have to grade, you know, the black quarterbacks on a curve because you can't assume that they're going to do what's in the best interest of the player and the team. It's ridiculous. It's obvious what's being done out here. It's on a nightly basis. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here because it's so, getting yeah. ridiculous. That being said, Baker Bayfield is the most ready to play week one and be successful. And the, the problems I have with Lamar Jackson is there's a, I could see why he only threw like 59% completion percentage. Like, it's it's so obvious. His mechanics are horrible in passing the football, in my opinion. They, he's improved it, though. Don't get it twisted. He was 56% the year before, and now he went to 59. And people forget that Michael Vick was in the 50s when he came out of Virginia Tech. So he wasn't, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And, and, my, and Michael Vick do the sidearm sling, Joe. But he but got a rocket, though. Yeah, yeah, super rocket. The market throw the football, no, though. He's no. in the same boat where he has that flick of the wrist type of throw like Vic flick does. Of the wrist. He that flick the wrist. He's a better passer than Vic, though. Like, oh, I yeah. think he's head yeah. and shoulders a better passer than Vic. I don't want to stray too far off off subject, but let's be clear. He had more touchdown passes than uh, Josh Rosen and uh, what's the other? Uh, Sam Darnold. So, like, we, we have to take all this with a grain of salt because we keep hearing about how he needs so much improvement in passing, how these guys are so great. He had 27 touchdown passes, which was more than both of those guys. 
And Josh Allen only has 16 touchdown passes. And don't forget now. 1,800 yards passing. So stop it. And he also had 18 rushing touchdowns. Right. And he had 1,600 yards. This Bama played. He basically was two players. Right. Like, he had two players' careers, dog. He was a running back. 18 rushing touchdowns. (laughs) Dog, and the quarterback. He was a star running back and star quarterback for the same team, dog. Hybrid. He was a hybrid, definitely. I mean... And his so, stock, his stock is going up though. His stock is going up. It has to. But his stock is being hurt by RG three. If RG three never happened in Washington, he would be consistent the number one overall prospect in this draft. You think so? He'd be number one. That's a. That's a. So. No. If you look at his numbers and look at his games, he missed throws. But the throws he missed, it wasn't like because he's inaccurate. It's because he has sloppy mechanics, like you said. He was staying too straight up in the pocket sometimes, and instead of setting his feet and throwing the ball, he just like. Like you said, like flick the jump. But when you see when he's focused, he can make throws like any of the NFL throws. He can. You've seen him fit balls in between numbers where you're like, how the hell did he make that throw? So it's not like a Vic coming out where it's like, can this guy learn to throw the ball? He can throw the ball. He just has to improve his mechanics to be more consistent. If he can get 4 or 5% more completion percentage, um, that would be higher than Cam has had his whole career. And I also think, too, a lot of those, his completion percentage also suffered from having bad wide receivers. They did drop a lot of passes. From yes. what I saw in the game tape that I watched, a lot of passes were dropped, like easy passes. Um, but I think if he just improves his mechanics, it's, it's mainly his footwork. I don't see the throw motion sometimes can get overrated because you got guys that throw the way they throw it and they're comfortable throwing it that way and they're successful throwing it that way. People talk about patting the ball before you throw it. That's what Tom Brady does every single time every he time. football. But no one talks about that. Like, that's what Brady does. It, but, you know, it doesn't bother him. It works. So, to me, it's more of the footwork where his feet are dang near touching when he's throwing the football sometimes. Like, he doesn't have any type of base. So, a lot of times his passes will sail on him or they're, they're just inaccurate because of it. If he were to clean that up, I mean, he's improved every year in college. And so that's what you want to see to me as a player. Like when you go from your sophomore to junior year or whatever year that is, you should be getting better as a player, not regressing. And when I look at Sam Darnold, that's what he did. He had a killer sophomore year and he killed it. And I think people are still living in the nostalgia of that year he played as a sophomore. And when you look at the, the following year, he played very average, very average. And he couldn't beat anybody when it counted. That's the other thing. I don't, if you're a player in college and you can't win at the collegiate level at quarterback on big stages in bowl games and stuff like that, what are you going to do in the NFL? And that's what ends up causing us to knock guys out of the first round. Because if you take a quarterback in the first round, there has to be somebody you can build around it that yeah. makes everybody else better. You can't be taking quarterbacks that high and you have to have this in place and that in place. And this, you know what I mean? It's too much work. So you might as well take somebody like that in the third or fourth round. And and, and Josh Rosen, bruh, he's a he's a C plus at everything. That's it. He he does nothing fancy, nothing great, nothing that out like, oh man, you look at his tape, it's like, man, he's a, he's gonna really do something. He looks just okay. I mean, but none, none of those quarterbacks so I, are going to page like that. I, I actually personally like I think Rosen is to me, like when I say like upside, like what he could be. Like to me, he could be like Matt Ryan. When you say he like, played with yeah. trash too. He did. He, he did. played with trash. So a lot of times it's hard to translate. Yeah. Like if right. you switch him and Baker Mayfield, 
like what would the outcome be? You know what I mean? It's little things like that that sometimes you got to try to take into account before you completely dismiss a guy or look at Baker Mayfield's, what is it, 43 touchdowns or six interceptions and be like, oh my God. You know what I mean? So um, I'm higher on Rosen than, than, than Diaz, but he definitely has nothing he does, like he said, wow. There's nothing that I would say I'm taking him first overall. He got He has to sit for one or two years before I think he'll be ready to play. Let me just give you this one little stat about Josh Rosen. He only completes 42% of his passes when he's on the move. If that ain't Eli 2.0, I yeah. don't know. No mobility <laughs> whatsoever, though. His mobility is sussy. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, so let's ask this question. Uh, Baker Mayfield, what team does he need to go to that had the most success? Denver or the Jets? I think the Jets are ready other than the quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you right well, now, not not to sound like a homer, but he should go to the Giants. But that's just my opinion. I don't think he's y'all kind of player for your organization. That's, that's how I was getting ready to say. He, he, <laughs> doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't have the same aura as like the way our team is ran. And so he's not like by the book, kind of like fall to the letter of the law type of guy. And not in New York, he, he can run into some issues there but I just think as a player though to, just to have a guy like that that can actually create and Rosen has more mobility than what people think but it's still not great and I just he already has an injury history and all that type of stuff I just I would hate to have a guy that already on the roster that has a problem with injuries and I don't like guys that already got a silver spoon in their mouth because if football don't work out he can be like I'm, I'm straight I'm good money. It's all gravy. I don't need this young anyways. But I would say Baker Mayfield, to me, any team he goes to in the top five, probably the top three in my opinion at this point, the way things are already shaking out, uh, he will make successful. I think the Browns will benefit from having a guy like that, like that too on the roster. You know, you have him and you got those receivers. You got Corey. They got Tyrod though. They got Tyrod, and that's good. And so, Baker doesn't have to start for them day one. But that's the bad thing about being number one. You got Tyrod. They already named him to be the starter. So, now it's like, you pick a quarterback number one, you're not going to play him at all as, as to be the starter this year? Nah, bro. See, that's, you don't name stuff that early. So, now you're kind of in a bond where you're, you almost promised Tyrod publicly that he's going to be the guy. And then now, if you draft the quarterback, he's gonna feel some type of way about that. But I still, so, think, I mean, I don't think so. Are the, Brown, are the Browns gonna draft the quarterback? I think so. I think they're being boxed into having to draft the quarterback. They missed out on Wentz. They missed out on um, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. So I think they feel obligated to make up because it's the same head coach for missing those two quarterbacks. I don't know, man. What's you, what you saying? What's you saying, Jeff? What you don't know? I mean, about them being obligated. They said that they're not going to, um, you know, jump out there just because they you know, didn't draft a quarterback in those other two um, uh, seasons, the previous two drafts. So I don't know if you could just stamp that. Oh, I know? see what you're saying. That they're going to draft the quarterback number one. They, but they kind of have to now, don't they? I mean, I mean, if you're going to take not a, not I'm saying out of the top guys, out of the top guys, 
If you want to y'all don't even y'all don't even like these guys though. Like I mean, like listen to y'all and you. But know, we never like any of the guys most of the time. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's, that's not, I mean that's not true though. Yeah, you know, like my whole thing is like when you talk about the class and and y'all have alluded to the fact that they're trying to hype this you know quarterback class up to be the best since that Eli class. And, you know, no one agrees with that. So, like, if, if they saying in Hugh, and they, they've obviously had the confidence in Hugh, and now he's actually brought some players in there. You're going to have uh, Gordon with a full offseason in the mix. Mm-hmm. Your Tyrod Taylor is always going to compete, and they're right. usually right around the uh, that line to get you in the playoffs. So even if that's not that for the Got Browns, that could be like that could be like six wins or something, like something where you competitive each game. Like, so I think they could just still look for other, you know, depth at other positions or just the best available position. Not necessarily feel like they got to get a quarterback. I'm going to tell you what the Browns should do. Because if you if you have Tyrod and if you believe that the only thing he does get hurt from time to time. But if you're going to stick with him as your quarterback, because they named him the starter already. I will go with Saquon Barkley, because then you add Saquon Barkley with Josh Gordon, with uh, with uh, Landry, Jarvis Landry, with Corey Coleman, and you, you know what I'm saying? Like you, and what? Dude, you don't think that Jets trade guarantees that he'll be there full? He, he may be a he. Yeah, it's pretty. I don't know though. I don't know what the Giants are gonna do. See, the Giants are the wild card in my opinion because they but can the Jets called them and the Giants told them no. So that tells me that they have. You don't think that means they're getting a quarterback? I think the only way they say no is if they're getting a quarterback. I agree with that. I agree. I don't know what they offered. If the offer, I, I'm not sure. But all I can say is that Saquon Barkley is is going to be special. But <laughs> he's going to be special. So if the Browns were to do that and not get their quarterback, because I feel like these guys are going after are guys that could possibly not be the guy. Yeah, they're reaching. Just because they need somebody going to get it. Because I don't... The other kid, what's his name? Josh Allen. Like, he got a super arm, but... Did we talk about him, though? No, no one's talk, talking nah, about him. Yeah. No, he's <laughs> trash, though. <laughs> no, he <laughs> is trash. Duh, I just... I never oh, my God. Like... Quarterback be ranked this high. Oh, he's I do. Jay Cutler. He... <laughs> no, he's he wasn't raped like talking about going number one overall, though. This Bama is trash. He had 16 touchdowns, though. The whole year. Yo, I got my notes say backup quarterback. Like, <laughs> oh, like, 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 like yo, who is he reminds you of? A backup quarterback. He reminds me of Ryan Mallet, though. Yeah. That's who he is. Though he is trash. You know what it is, though? I think he's riding the Carson Wentz wave of a small school product coming into the league and, like, running. You know, he went for—he was going—people had his name for MVP this year before he got hurt. He was probably going to end up getting it, possibly. Who, Carson Wentz? Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, Josh Allen. So what I'm saying is he's another small school product that's been very successful and people just remember what happened recently. So they're like, ooh, this Josh Allen kid can throw the ball 70 yards, 80 yards, whatever. That means nothing. And he can move, dog, for a 6'5", 230 pound Bama. He moves like, like one of the brothers, dog. 
Like, <laughs> if you you wouldn't expect him to move with that body frame to be able right. to move the way he can move. So, I mean, he, he has physical tools, but he's trash, though. The, the bottom line is he is high risk, low, you know, he's a high reward, you know what I'm saying, and also high risk type of guy. He can, if you get him and don't start him, he could materialize into something great, but he you can't plug him in day one and be a starter. But he may need two or three years in the league before and the he. Team, and the teams that drafted him that high need him to be a starter. They don't. They can't. They can't afford no. That's right. They can't afford they to. Need, they need, they the need a plug five. and play. Though. Yeah. Play. All right, Lamar Jackson. Last one. Where does he need to go? Where is he going to get the opportunity? A mm-hmm. decent one. He's not going to get nowhere in the league. He's going to get a full opportunity, but at least get a decent one. It need to be somewhere progressive, man. He can't go to a traditional Denver? type. Denver actually. He doesn't have to play this year, maybe even next year. And I think they had still had that Kubiak influence over there in Denver. I think that or the Cardinals would probably be the perfect place for him. Yeah, he I could definitely have to see play. John that way. They doing that, making that move. He's the most athletic quarterback ever to come out of college. Yeah. Let oh, that be known. Hands down. Ever. Like, <laughs> his, he, his feet are so quick and nimble. I mean... He makes people miss all day long. It's it's ridiculous how how good he is at that position. But I think Denver would be a good spot for him to go to, and it's not as as big of a market either. So that could be a good landing spot. I, it's hard to really think of places where he could end up. I mean, he could end up. In, let's let's say let's say the right. Jets. Let's say the Jets at three go ahead and shock the world and pick Lamar Jackson. They're not going to do that. That's not going to happen. You don't move up to get somebody to. <laughs> you nah. don't know this Bama's one. <laughs> they been yeah. slandering him since the draft started, though. Yeah. Unless, nah. Unless, unless behind the scenes, Bama's no. is no. talking it up. No, I can't see it. I can't. So what, been, what about what about uh? The, oh, they look, I was gonna say the Dolphins. The Dolphins need a quarterback, but they're they're at what now fourteen or something like that, or they're kind of further down, like towards the middle of the draft. And the Bills are at eleven. Oh, so the, a, maybe the Saints. Um, yeah, I can see Sean Payton maybe using somebody like him. He has a, a offensive mind where he can utilize somebody like that to his strengths. What about the Colts? Nah, I'm wondering why the Colts automatically won't take a quarterback. This man yeah. ain't played in two years. Two years. <laughs> Oh man, Caesars just do be going past young and he's still. Why your Batman ain't played, though? Andrew Luck hasn't played in two seasons. They still got a one, though. dog. What's up with your squad? The Batman ain't played in two years. They ain't injury prone or nothing yet associated with his name either. Uh, look, they look. They adopted uh, Phillies, uh, the uh, TTP out there. That's right, you already know. You know what I'm saying? Trusting that process. Right? <laughs> 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 they adopted that. What about Pittsburgh, though? Oh uh, yeah, it could work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Yes. No, that is the ideal place. Ideal. Oh, yeah. That's the i. It, 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 that that's it. I knew it was going to finally get to it, though. Yeah, Pittsburgh. If he goes to Pittsburgh. That is the perfect place for him to thrive, though, because Tomlin is from that cloth of not fit, forcing square pegs in around holes. Like, he's going to look at his assets and see what he can do. And yes, they have a system. 
The only thing that will hold him back is Big Ben if he is in that joint hating because he feel like the new young kid is a threat to his spot, which he will be if they did draft him. But, I mean, I just think Tomlin has control over his team to the point where he'll be able to, like, they don't have what's-his-name no more, though, their offensive coordinator. Ty Haley. Yeah, Ty Haley's yeah, gone. That's the key. And that's yeah. the key. So, yeah, that is the key. Because Tomlin ain't running. He ain't, he ain't devising the offense. You know what I'm right. saying? He's more of a defensive guy anyway. But yeah. I'm going to tell you, I know you talked about Mason Rudolph not being... He is a, he could very well be a product of the system like you just said, Harold, like when you said earlier. Um but I'm going to tell you, if he goes to a team that likes to throw the ball downfield, because he got probably the best deep passes that I've seen in the draft. When I watch him throw deep ball, I mean, him just be on the money like almost every time in stride. He, you know what I'm saying? He's from an offense that throws the ball downfield. So it's almost like how uh, Aaron Aaron Boy be that that showed off last year for the Vikings. Um, Keenum. Keenum, same thing. Came from Houston, Air Raid, just throw it up. And his deep passes are great. Like they're on the money. And I feel like Mason Rudolph is kind of in that same where he can he can throw a great deep pass. I mean, he put up gaudy numbers last year too. Um, and so somebody like that, he could benefit from a place where they like to throw the ball downfield uh more often than just kind of like dinking and dunking and type that type of stuff. Yeah, his stock is definitely being hurt by playing at Oklahoma State and that spread offense. Yeah, it is. And so that's what's killing him. All right. So I, I guess that's it, though. That's our QB evaluations. Anybody else y'all want to trash or, or elevate? I mean, another person that no one's really talking about is Nick Shim- Shimon on that. I don't know if I'm probably saying that all wrong from Texas Tech. <laughs> <laughs> The quarterback, he started at quarterback after um, Pat Mahomes left at Texas Tech, and he he played well in the in the. But the thing is, when he played a season at Texas Tech, and that's the weirdest thing, and then to get declared for the draft, so I don't, you know, kind of a head scratcher. I never seen a guy play at a program for one year like that and then declare for the draft. But they said he looked good in the Senior Bowl and other stuff. So I'm not. I'm sorry, not the Senior Bowl, the East West. I think it was the East West um, Bowl that he played in. And so he could be another guy that that could. Nick, Nick Shimanek. You seen that by my face though, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, dog. Maybe that explains why when you said the Bama just one season went straight to the draft, <laughs> and you look at this by my face, you can tell he, like that Bama. Yeah, his shoes ain't all the way tied, though. I don't think, though. Yeah, you see his face? Yeah, he do got that face. But that's the type of face you need, though, when you <laughs> time to get ready. <laughs> You're not going to get shook. <laughs> You're not going to get shook. <laughs> not going to be oh, shook, no. that. Yeah, so, I mean, that's those are the prospects, young. Next week, we're going to look at the running backs and, you know, receivers. We're going to do the skill positions. May even dump the tight ends in there. Look at the running backs, tight ends, receivers, something like that. Then before we go into the defensive side of the ball, um, draft is what next month, right? Or May? It's April twenty sixth. Yeah, April twenty sixth. 
Okay, yeah. so we better we better churn through all all other position spots. Yeah, so the ones that true. matter, we ain't doing we ain't doing kickers and nah, and the old line jump. We hate that, but we'll do that jump for quick. Yeah, you know what's crazy? Real yeah. quick before we end is that JT Barrett <laughs> played Ohio State like probably was like the best quarterback Ohio State had in a long time. But it doesn't matter, man. He end up being some type of. Uh, Slash or whatever in the in the league, he won't even be a quarterback. I don't know what he'll play. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't everybody know. can't. You know, it doesn't translate over from you know college to professionals. Yeah. So, is this his choice or is this the league choice? I don't know what's going. I mean, no one's talking about him, and 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 so to me, it's a it's like a guy that you see. He played for a big program in Ohio State, obviously. But he put up, you know, solid numbers for Ohio State. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but but you know when you watch those games, like you didn't see him as like NFL passer, NFL quarterback. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the but it's just crazy though. So that's when that's when numbers don't mean nothing because he was their best quarterback in school history, you know, in in, in a while, and then he ends up probably not even getting drafted at his own position. So it that's where it doesn't matter. Dude, let me ask you this. Do you think, like, upside-wise, he was better than prior at the QB position or even at Ohio State? Like, not bringing in the fact that, you know, Barrett was there as long as he was there. That's that's a tough question right there. But when you look at him play quarterback, you can just tell he's an athlete that he's not a quarterback. Because the way the right. would be dancing in the pocket, though, he'd be looking like me out there playing quarterback <laughs> for the flag football show. Like... <laughs> Like, like, oh, but I'm open. Ah, and you, you get buckets, you score. Like, I mean, but he don't, he's not a, yeah. I mean, I guess I That's when numbers mean nothing, I, I think, because his numbers yeah. say otherwise, but when you watch him play, he, he definitely His numbers well. say he can do it. Yeah, his numbers say he can do it. Yeah, but, but looking at the tape, though, the eye test. Plus, he played with all that talent, dog. Sometimes, like, yeah. his whole squad was loaded. If you're an NFL prospect on that team, you have to damn near go undefeated every year. Yeah. You got to cook. Yeah, but you you know, you 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 typically know it when you see it, though. Yeah. Like, you know. You don't pass the eye test, got, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he don't he don't pass the eye test for a quarterback though. It's, yeah, speaking of that same eye test, one of the guys we forgot was I was looking at Rosen dog, and then watching that Memphis game, I was like, who is this other quarterback? Then I started watching Riley Ferguson. I don't know why his name hasn't been coming up as much as some of the other guys. He also had thirty eight touchdowns, nine interceptions, forty two hundred yards. I think he's going to end up starting in the league in a couple of years. It's because he's in Memphis. Yeah, he definitely has. He does have upside. He does have upside. Oh, he can throw the ball, though. Yeah, he can throw the ball. And, he, and he, he's mobile. He's more mobile than than uh, Allen and Rosen. But he run like he got a pamper on sometimes. It looks real <laughs> awkward when he's, like, moving around. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so those are prospects. We're looking at other prospects next week. Uh, follow us at... Uh, OSS 980 the other side of sports follow us at the other side of sports uh, follow us at BOK Sports 980 um, go to download the app 
Uh, go to freshrolls.co, cop you some gear. Uh, shout out to Wiz Buffy, Earl Dale, and Kendall. Um, shout out to Vegas and Hip Hop Now. Shout out to Lance J, Lance J Radios, 610 Philly. Uh, shout out to Sports Talk Tasha. Shout out to um, Kicking It With G Man. Shout out to Ben and Those Best. Um, you getting shots up, Ern? Not in this weather. Oh. We got we got that northeastern coming, bro. Ain't nobody oh, yeah, here. No, no I said I ain't going to get stranded in the gym, bro. Oh yeah, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here we go. Shout out my man Danny. Starting a podcast called Hands Down, Man's Down. Um, go follow him on IG, Hands Down, Man Down. Dot show. Uh, on IG. I guess they talking sports too. I'm not sure. Oh, how could I forget my man, Jeremy John, dog, sports reality. It's my man. It's our brother station. Um, go check them out. And I believe that is all. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Go go to the grocery store. Get you a few items for this jump come. What is it? Do they got a name for the stone? Nah. No, nah, I know. Nah, I ain't gonna be no snowman getting. Uh, but it'll okay. be the most snowfall we probably received this year in this area. Yeah, in a minute, dog. Uh, <laughs> dog, it's the end of March and it's still snowing. This is pissing Isn't it me like off. the first day of spring today or something yes, like that? Dog. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, that's not global warming, but that's okay. Yeah, one more. <laughs> no, after this, we get 60, we get 60, 70, 80 degrees after this, dog. It's the last yeah. heap hope. Good. Yeah. So. You're going out like right. a lion. That's what it is. Yeah. And, dog. All right, that's our show. We out. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! Fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about Let me speak. How does that feel?